Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ann and After Show. We've got a special episode this week. I know there was a new episode of Attack on Titan, but we're actually going to be talking all about Jujutsu Kaisen Zero the film that is opening in theaters this Friday. Tickets are already on sale. If you're a fan of JJK, like we all are, you're going to want to see it. So that's what we're going to be talking about mostly today. We will be very light on spoilers. We're not going to spoil the ending or anything you know you haven't seen yet. We're mostly just going to be talking about like our favorite moments. And I've got some insight from reading the manga that I'll talk about because there are some differences that are kind of interesting and some things that don't make it into the film. But before we talk about that, I'd like to remind everyone to please subscribe to this channel. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We've got stuff going on on Instagram afterwards. But if you want to be here live, you want to be here on YouTube at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. and Hit the notification bell and give us likes on Facebook and share us with your friends and all that. So keep in mind that daylight savings time because I definitely didn't. And it made for a a rough morning. (laughs) I'm exhausted. Shoot. Once again, I'm cursing American farmers. Exactly. Every time it comes around, I'm like, why though? Why are you doing us like this? Yeah. Arizona doesn't do it anymore. Everyone else except Arizona has opted out. So they just get to have their normal (laughs) sleep schedule all year instead of this back and forth crap that that we do. So yes, um, I'm a little sleepy. Forgive me if I'm out of it a little more than usual, because I definitely felt that lost hour of sleep with with two kids on a Sunday (laughs) night. Not fun at all. Okay, but JJK Zero. So just the quick intro. This is a prequel. Manga is a prequel. The movie is a prequel. Movie maybe more so even than the manga. The manga came out first. It ran in a monthly magazine called uh, Shonen Giga, which is a I don't actually think it exists anymore. I think that manga went under. But at the time in in 2017, that's where this ran. And it ran from April to July. And it was so popular that the creator came back to work within the same framework to create the series that we now know and love in Weekly Shonen Jump. So a lot of the world building is is more or less the same. I still don't understand how all of it works. Um, Haven't since I watched the anime. Like there's shields and power-ups and all kinds of stuff that are I'm still a little iffy on but the main awesome point of it is it's got really good monsters in the forms of the curses that we get to see in it and we've got a cast of characters that are hard not to love I love all of them they're all good good kids but this one doesn't have the full cast that we're used to we have a different lead character and then we also have panda is still there maki is still there and inumaki is still there and of course gojo because, I mean, what would Jujutsu Kaisen be without Gojo? But otherwise, it's mostly a, a completely unique, focused story on this boy named Yuta. Uh, James, do you want to tell us a little bit about Yuta? What's his deal? Yeah, Yuta's had a great time. He's actually, in a lot of ways, he, he it's weird because he almost, he has, he has a lot in common with Yuji, but he also has a, a, a lot of differences. So like yeah. uh, our boy Yuji that we know and love from the main series, he also is bound to a kind of malevolent question mark curse um, except instead of being the curse of like the all-time world's biggest douchebag demon guy this curse is actually his childhood friend uh, Rika 
And yeah. for years, the spooky, scary monster version of his of his dead childhood friend has basically haunted him and viciously attacked. I can't remember. Did she did she kill his bullies or did she just maim them? No, she. I mean, she maims them, but yeah. it's like I don't know how they survived that. They're right, because like, she stuffed them in a locker. You yeah. know the one thing. I mean, and they <laughs> were they weren't like they weren't like oh that hurts. Like it was like just flesh. It was just yeah. like yeah. broken yeah. bone flesh. It's gnarly. It's all yeah, gnarly. Like yeah. there's a lot of gore and stuff in this. Taylor in the comments wants to know if he needs to have seen the anime before watching this movie. No, actually, you don't. Hundred percent. No. You yeah. can go into this movie having seen none of the Jujutsu Kaisen uh, series or have read any of the manga. There's maybe some little tidbits that you might get more appreciation out of if you're familiar with the characters from the series, but they're small and they're not super necessary to the plot. So you can definitely just go see this movie without having done that. But James, you were saying, so Yuta, you know, he's he's cursed by his his dead childhood friend, Rika. Yeah, uh, terrifying. Yes, to the point where he's actually, he's tried to kill himself because he feels so bad about all of the, the havoc that Rika just wreaks upon. The, yeah. Uh, the people around him, but um, the one time he tried to stab himself, Rika turned turned his knife into a, a pretzel, and so that didn't yeah. work. And of course, with um, that powerful and dangerous of a curse, he got the attention of Gojo and the elders at um, the I always forget the full name of the actual high school. It's not the it's the Tokyo Prefectural Jujutsu High School. <laughs> and, yeah, it's some long title. I was just yeah, trying to think yeah. But um, yeah. the elders are basically like, "Oh, we got to kill this kid because that seems to be their number. That's their go-to. Is yeah. oh, this kid's got dangerous curse stuff going on. Let's murder him." Yeah, and, just gotta, yeah. That's funny. Like, I didn't realize that until you just said that. And I was yeah, like, that's right. they, they wanted... tried to do to Itadori too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. They're like, I yeah. ate a bad finger, and now we got to kill Why? him. Like. Yeah. We could just and this kill dude him. didn't even ask. Uh, he didn't even get a finger. You know, this wasn't even yeah. like a. Anyway, um, but of course, Gojo is Gojo, and he does not want to murder this depressed and traumatized young boy. So instead, he takes him under his wing, and much again, you can kind of tell that Yuji's story is. It's interesting because it's not a remake because this is all canon. Like this all happened yeah. before the events of the series. But there are a lot of familiar beats where Yuji is taken under Gojo's wing, and he has to learn how to master these new powers that he has and he makes friends with the other kids at the high school but mm-hmm. personality wise he's very very different from yuji he has almost almost kind of like shinji akari vibes like he's very introverted very kind that's of that's a good, good yeah. comparison for sure yeah. yeah he is not the uh the outgoing upbeat super optimistic shonen protagonist that maybe a lot of folks are used to and yeah. he's not like Todoroki, who's like kind of quiet and shy, but still got a little bit of cockiness and confidence to him. Like mm-hmm. Yuda is not confident and he just seems like he's shaking all the time, yeah. in my opinion. Like he's he, just he reminds seems... me like demeanor wise more of Megumi, although Megumi isn't as a uh, standoff fish. See, in, like, Megumi and Todoroki way. are like the same to me. Like they're like, yeah. we don't like to talk, we don't like to say shit, but like our silence speaks volumes. Like mm-hmm. With Yuda, it's like his silence is like it almost makes you want to cringe because you're like you're so you're so sad, right? Why? Like I mean, well, you find out why, but yes, fragile. That's the right word. Yes, Yes. yeah, yeah. What you were saying though, I wanted to add on to that. We see how that fits in with the rest of the group too, right? Like his fragile then gets him picked on by Maki almost immediately. She was like, "You were bullied as a kid, weren't you? I mean, I would have bullied you." So like. You're amazing in this movie, to yeah. be honest. Like, she is by far like 
probably like she actually probably was my favorite part of the movie. I thought she was amazing. Lindsay and I actually, when we first started talking after the movie, we were like, dude, Maki, like we already knew she was a badass, but yeah. I think it was just um we got to see a, a definitely a more vulnerable side of her because I think it went back into her backstory a little bit more. But also like, you know, and Lindsay and I've been a part of a bunch of different anime podcasts where we talk about trauma because apparently anime and trauma, like that's just the a thing. Uh, I don't know who I thought, but I think it was interesting because like, I feel like she's, I don't want to say she's like mean to Yuta or she's annoyed with him, but she just doesn't like that. Like he's been bullied and he's taken it. And she's like that bully being bullied has hardened me and made mm -hmm. me want. And I mean, not to make any weird comparisons, but reminds me a lot of my brother and I, like we both interpret a lot of trauma and we were only a year apart in age and people would always be like, well, why are your personalities so different? You know, it's just like people interpret stuff differently, you know, right. I feel like she, she kind of picks on him cause she's kind of like, dude, don't be like this, you know, but she sees a little bit of herself in him too. Sorry, I'm gonna like get emotional here, but it's just like it's a really I really like seeing Maki because I just felt like she was still that strong badass that we love and like absolutely go goes all out. Like she's some really epic moments where she like stands up for what she thinks is right. And again, I don't want to go into spoilers too much, but like I was like, man, for her to stand her own against some of these villains, like I was like, wow, like super impressed with her. But then she had some moments with Yuta that I was like, we're we're soft, but also like her kind of healing and dealing with her own shit, like looking at him, you know? So anyway. I, I feel like that great. was one of the positives of actually having the smaller cast this time it was like because you only you had panda who didn't really panda didn't get into his backstory at all during mm -hmm. during the movie and you you get that in the tv series but you have panda you have inumaki we find like a little bit more about his powers and i felt like he really got to show off how they worked in this film and then yeah. we got maki who really opened up to yuda um in the last portion of the film to share her like her family trauma and stuff with him and that's actually more pronounced in the movie than it is in the manga understandable because the creator probably hadn't like ironed all of that out yet but yeah. you know we get to see how she's dealt with being an ungifted heir in this really prominent family and how that just put all this pressure on her or she ended up kind of being neglected almost because she wasn't high achieving like they expected her to be because she didn't have these innate powers all the above. And I feel like also she puts a lot of pressure on herself. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, you know, she was like, okay, like I want to take down all of you and I want to be like the best because you guys shit on me all the time. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, so she's putting a lot of pressure on herself. And I don't know, like, I just, I it, honestly, in ways I felt like it was the Maki show. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. was, it was, I mean, like you said with uh, Toge, we like definitely got to see, I don't know. Like he was always just weird to me, but then I like it made him. him yeah. yeah. He's, he's like cute and has some endearing moments. And then I think like Lindsay told me like jokingly, like Panda goes like super Saiyan. We see like another side of him, which was really fun too. But like, I guess just seeing like Maki, like it was a very healing story for her. Like, I think that, um, she, like I said, I definitely think she saw parts of, of Yuta and herself. I think that you see why she puts so much pressure on herself, why she's so hard, why she's not just hard on herself, but also I think she's a little bit hard on Panda and Toge at times. And even, you know, like she got the rivalry with her sister. There's just a lot going on with her. And I, I think I always liked her, but I didn't love her. You know, I actually mm. kind of liked her sister too, a little yeah, bit more, like you know, she's got the with the gun, with the guns, you know, just yeah. a little bit more and the, the haircuts really badass and everything, you know, 
Um, but then this made me, I was like, oh no, she's like, I almost like her better than Nobara, which I think is that's, saying a lot, you know? Yeah, that's a I just, um, yeah. I just ship them together so I don't have to pick and I just say they're girlfriends. Yeah, that is the <laughs> ultimate ultimate ship 100 yeah. Yeah, yeah but anyway yeah i think what i really loved about speaking of everything you guys are saying about maki and toge and panda is one of the one of the fascinating things is how because yuta's a perspective character he's the one that is entering into this world kind of like yuji did in the show but his core friendship is with these characters that we've only really known as side characters so far Right. But because he gets to know them as like intimate friends and not just as like allies in this sort of weird tournament game thing, mm-hmm. it it's so funny because you I can imagine a world where the whole Jujutsu Kaisen story revolved around these characters and it would be just as cool and just as satisfying. And earlier, Lindsay, you were saying that the side characters in this anime are so good. And I think that's my favorite thing about it is yeah. that pretty much every side character we've met in the film and the anime could be a main character of any other given show. Like there's, yeah. and I, I promised myself I wouldn't make too many comparisons to a, a certain other worldwide smash hit that had a very popular movie recently. But mm-hmm. something about Jujutsu Kaisen that stands out to me is that I don't think, like you said, I don't think there's a weak link in the cast. I don't think there's right. any character that I don't just love to get to spend time with, whether it's with the more emotional scenes that we do with Maki or with some of the really funny scenes between uh, even Panda's dumb, the, the, this movie made a, the, a dumb boob joke funny to me. Yes. His, yes. <laughs> I laughed yeah. really hard when Panda was just like, hey man. Dude, more Panda. I yeah. kind of low-key wanted it. I do want to know Panda's backstory. Cause isn't, so like um, Gato at one point calls him like a corpse or something. Yeah, so they, I was they like, into it in the TV series. Yeah. And I'm hoping I can recall it well enough to share it. But he's basically, he's kind of like a science experiment sort of situation where there's the the bare body's been infused with a real soul, right? Like he's like a, I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah, he's like a supercharged version of those those little dolls that the headmaster guy does. He's just like one that's actually up and about, but he's not in the sense that other characters are. He's not like alive. I mean, even in the in the movie and the show, you see that like when he gets hit real hard, it's like you see stuffing. You know, he's all yeah, he's like, right. He's he, like a big old Winnie yeah. the Pooh. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he can just be, he can physically just be repaired. I don't know like the specifics about how you could kill him then though. Like there's got, there's got to be like a no return point where he can't be, maybe you cut his head off or something. I don't know. This is kind of yeah, dark. Maybe I don't, like I don't want to die. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh my God. but yeah, I love it when he goes, when he goes hard, you see that in the second opening sequence too, like his, his crazy fighting abilities. But, like his honey badger form. That's what I always think of it as. Like, <laughs> turns into like a feral honey badger monster. Yeah, almost. yeah, just Aww. completely goes nuts. Let's talk a little bit about the main villain, uh, Ghetto, who's in this. So we have seen Ghetto in the TV series, kind of warming up with some curses, like the guy who had a volcano for a head and stuff. We've seen him like running around with that. But this one kind of gave us a more in-depth look at what his deal is and he's basically like a jujutsu sorcerer supremacist 
He hates humans who can't use powers and think calls them monkeys all the time and thinks that jujutsu users are more evolved and should inherit the earth essentially and wipe out all the humans. So, but his powers are interesting in that like he accumulates curses and then he can deploy them out to attack on his behalf. And he's got a bunch of followers. He's kind of set himself up as he's the Ash Ketchum of evil. Oh no, you did not. (laughs) I'm gonna be the Gary Oak. You better tweet that out after yeah. this movie drops like yeah. like legit gotta tweet that out but yeah. sorry yeah yeah so he's he's just you know accumulating evil curses and winning you know he's also kind of greedy he's running like a business where he removes curses for money and then once you quit paying him he stops doing it so that's kind of like his whole back. yeah that scene was real crazy i talk about the one where like about. the guy shows up he's like you yeah he's like a millionaire curses. and yeah. he's like yeah and then he's like no, uh, i'm sorry the villains months. in jjk are like ridiculously scary uh um, yeah like i think that you know, I mean, we all watch a ton of anime and there's great villains like Light Yagami is like, you know, obviously like legendary because he's just so charismatic and then like so evil. I thought he was the hero. What were we supposed to he, yeah, admire? Yeah, well, it depends on who you ask for sure. <laughs> um, gosh. And then um, like recently I love like the Demon Slayer brother and sister and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. but like the one thing about all the JJK villains is like they are really really scary i very unpredictable and like really awful gross yeah the zombie guy who's so for some reason low-key hot like the frankenstein face dude i don't know why i'm 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 messed up we won't even get into that but like the (laughs) fact that he keeps them in like little mutated forms like in his pocket like i'm just like yeah yeah, i'm just like bro and then i mean we didn't get into the whole you know gato thing because you know for me i was i told Lindsay, i'm like okay i he's he's in the show now you know what I mean? So anyway, we, yeah. we I know we should can't talk about that too much, but like he sets a whole diner on fire. In Do the you guys show. remember that scene? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he just yeah. like I thank you, Jim. That was my reaction. I'm like watching this. I'm like, well, like smile on like, his face. If I all right, yeah. He's seriously, like, he's yeah, like, well, I'm done with my coffee. So yeah. people yeah. crawling while their flesh is burning. Oh, uh, like, I was like, yeah. I was just like, one thing I do have to give JJK is like. I, I like not hating on any of the other animes like villains like they're all fun but it's just like there is a next level of like h- hardcore evilness with the JJK villains and also like one thing I do love about JJK is it is horror you know mm-hmm. like even we're talking about that scene with Yuta in the beginning where like they're all like crunched up in a locker like I was like oh what the fuck like did we yeah. have to see that like you know they could have just shown blood leaking out of the locker or something you know like it, it's really but it, like peaks open you get to kind of see the oh no that was really horrific yeah yeah Lindsay. i was like when they were like they somehow survived i'm like that's some anime shit right there (laughs) nobody nobody that was like straight danganronpa like you know what i mean like that was like they were somehow stuffed into a little box like it was not no no man that that's like like, anime they somehow survived yeah yeah like i was like no (laughs) but like i do have to give them credit that like i was like they're really like when i was seeing how powerful he was like i was kind of like oh this is really cool can i can i hate on him a little bit is that okay yuta no not yuta you can't hate on yuta he's just just too sweet um on gato Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just feel like that whole storyline of, like, we're better than humans is, like, so played out. Like, as soon as he started talking about it, I was just like, (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I was like, I get it. 
it's a very easy storyline. You know what I mean? But it's just like, I was like, come on. Like JJK is such, it's it, the writing's always really good. So I just kind of felt like that was a cop out to me. That If I have one gripe like that, that is one I have to say. I hope I the TV like, series actually touches on it some more. Cause I feel like there's a whole thing that's like Gato and Gojo's. Gojo like backstory as students that how did how did Gato get from A to B there you know like because there's a point where he was friends with Gojo and like Gojo wouldn't have been friends with him if he was like that there has to have been I feel like there has to be a a turning point actually he got got radicalized by curse YouTube (laughs) oh Oh my gosh don't no he no No, no, James. They call, I they call it cursing on, and then it's just on. Yeah. Stop it. I literally, honestly, I hate to say this, that would have been good writing, though. Yeah, they at least yeah. made it like that was the, how it happened. I'd be yeah. like, you know what? Relevant. Yeah, yeah I'd be like, relevant. I can believe this. I'd to like, what is still, it, some like, kind very... of sorcerer genocide? Is that what they're trying oh, to push on us? Oh my <laughs> gosh, I can't right now. But uh, I think that Kaji said during the interview that like Gojo actually used to be a little bit darker and like Gato oh. was kind of like the the lighter one and then there was kind of like a role reversal god if i'm completely making this up i feel terrible but it he said something like yeah i'm trying to block that too i know right um, yeah but like i did i, I thought i did but anyway yeah, they came back with another one porn, yeah. porn all in the account it's fine sorry everybody but um <laughs> i was kind of i was like well now i really want to know more like and i'm not gonna lie like i thought gato's really a cool first of all lex lang i know Lindsay listened to sub but i really liked his dub voice okay like it was just very like charming confident very self-assured like i don't know you could see why all these people were following him mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he just seems so convinced of his own message you know what i mean like and it was like I a cult know, leader like, right I, like a cult leader i mean 100 percent. like it but it was like you got why people were drinking the kool-aid because it's like He's super powerful and he's really charming and, you know, all the above. And he's super cute. evil. He's cute. Lindsay, I wasn't yeah. going to say it because for some reason, I always think the villains are cute. And I was like, I'm just not going to say that. I even one, liked but. his ears. I thought his ears were cute. Oh, he had like the bigger earlobes. It was like a, it was a charm point for me. It was, does he have like little gauges? Uh, I don't think he had gauges. He's just, they look style. like it though. And that's why yeah. Lindsay liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. He's like, I'm getting gauge vibes. And he had his little <laughs> headband and his man bun. He's just, yeah. 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 Anyways, James is just smiling. He's like, can't no, take us I th- anywhere. I, I think this show is, it's one of those shows where like every character to, to some degree or another is, is pretty hot. You know, yeah. Panda like, there's a, there's a hottie for everyone. Panda. Like, Panda. Hey, he'd be a good cuddle buddy, you know? Yeah. He's so next level adorable. So next level adorable. Anyway, so what's our overall thoughts? I did want to talk about a little bit, like, we've got some unique characters that show up just in this, and they're, like, followers of Gato, and I kind of wish we got almost more time with them, because they were interesting, too, you know, the, like, sub-villains. Really cool. Like, boss villain. So we had Miguel as one, and his part in the manga is, like, hardly there, like, at all. But he has actually a really, really good fight sequence with Gojo in this. There was really good fight. Like, yeah. I want to see this in theaters. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I watched it on my, like, computer monitor. You know what I mean? And I was just like, this is going to hit so different in a theater, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. He, his fight was really good. Yeah. So we had that guy. And I thought it, it was also, I think he was Brazilian? I think, yeah, something. Yeah. I was I was happy to see that, though. Because, I mean, we know how anime can be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just like, okay, like, 
let's add a little bit of diversity here. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was nice. And I, and I wanted to see more of him too. I'm like, okay, yeah. not just, let's not just have him for a flash, you know, yeah. but he did have a really good fight scene. So yeah. he had like a cat and nine tail style whip or something that was like mm -hmm. woven that his, that like the jujitsu sorcerers from his area, like made for him or something. I thought that was really cool. And then we also got the two schoolgirls who I thought were really funny. Um, they were Nico great. And Nanako. I feel like their names are actually sort of a pun that I'm not, fully appreciating but you know one of them seemed a little more dark and the other one really wanted to go shot i just liked the part where it seemed like even though ghetto was the leader they show up and challenge the jujutsu high school you know we're gonna do we're gonna have this big battle or whatever and then the other girl like approaches him he's in the middle of like talking with gojo and everybody else and she's like the store is gonna close like we need to leave because I wanted to go get a crepe, and he's like, "Sorry, I have to, I have to go because the girls are telling me that the crepe store is going to close." Yeah, and I just kind of wish we also got to see more of them because, like, their interactions with and they had a sense. Can we talk story. about their abilities? Yes, because the hang people. One, yeah, but one's like on a phone taking yes. a photo, and I forgot what the other's one was, and I was like, "This is so." teenage culture like it made me laugh like because they are they're they're brutally killing people so maybe i shouldn't be laughing but it was like the fact what was it one was one was definitely taking a photo yeah i forgot what the other ones do but it was very like teenage like what teenagers do i can't you know? remember exactly i just remember she in the manga she has a doll with a noose on it and so i thought it had something but did they change that for the movie i don't know if that was a part of their ability or they were just being teenagers and they were like taking photos and they were on their phone you know what I mean? but it just made me laugh that they were like gruesome yeah awful murderer murderers criminals but then they were still like they're like 15 they yeah said. they're 15 you know what I mean? yeah. they were like okay i'm on my phone and like, i'm taking photos and you're just like oh my god you know yeah. they were fun i thought they were really fun people yeah that, so. yeah i thought it had a lot of really fun moments yeah, we don't get as too. much of it in this movie but i think to your point, Jackie, the show and the, the movie do a really good job of being funny and like genuinely funny. I've always yeah. really appreciated JJK's humor and especially that it can make jokes about, I was going to say millennials, but I guess really it's it's more Zoomers, but it has like a very yeah, millennial yeah. Zoomer humor, but it never feels like it's being condescending or that it's like talking down. It always yeah. feels like, yeah, like this is how we are. This is I'm how we sorry. Can I mean, JJK is probably my favorite out of the shonens right now. You know what I mean? Like out of a Demon Slayer, My Hero Academia. I mean, uh, I don't know. Attack on Titan's real good, but I mean, like Lindsay and I, when we we're watching it, it's just like it somehow balances and very well, like pacing wise and everything, like trauma because anime, right? Um, yeah. But horror and comedy like the comedy is just like ridiculous and i do not know how they so perfectly sprinkle in crack up hilarious moments when you see people really suffering and they're like you know what i mean there's these awful things happening to people but this is somehow sprinkles in like great comedy so it's like for me like that really makes it stand out so yeah it's also and one the of the only shows i really like jjk's art too sorry but yes yeah. Oh no! That, well, the monsters. I mean, just Rika there is yeah. just such a cool design. So cool, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to talk about her design a little bit because, like, she talks a little bit throughout the movie. You know, she's able to actually communicate with them. She's not just like a voiceless monster. But her design is really cool in that, like, she's kind of got Medusa hair sort of going on that comes back. She doesn't have any eyes, and then she's got you know this fangy mouth that reminds me of a deep sea fish. Yeah, like an anglerfish. And then she's massive. She's, she's huge. huge. But she talks still like 
a little 11 girl. year old girl which is you know around the age she was when when she died so she's always like utah i love you you know like in this really like kind of cutesy voice but she's yeah well, and when she that. cries the tears like stream down those those like crevices in her her Here. face yeah it's just such a yeah. the the show understands how to use like that uncanny horror art style both for comedy and for horror like there's another yeah. bit where um i think it's i think it's uh ghetto he like there's like a spirit thingy and he just like pulls like a sword or a, a weapon or a can he pulls something out of its mouth and it's a small moment but like the way that the face twists and contorts as he's just like pulling this thing that shouldn't be inside of it out of it is just such yeah. like a weird gross creepy moment and i love it yeah i think the big first really big moment that was like gross in an awesome horror way is the first time yuta goes on a jujitsu like mission right and he goes with maki and they go to that elementary school because a couple kids have disappeared. And anyway, the monster that ends up showing up is huge. And it's not really that scary looking, to be honest. Like, it kind of reminded me of, like, a hamster or something. I mean, it doesn't look yeah. like a hamster, but it's 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 roundish and big. But anyway, it eats them. And um, <laughs> it just, you know, swallows them because, you know. A um, hamster? That thing was horrific. <laughs> the last thing I was thinking was a hamster. And now that you said it, I low-key am just seeing this, like, zombie, grotesque hamster. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, well, I just the, died thinking. <laughs> it's the like, first time like that he summons Rika. And yeah, she, yeah. Like, she just goes, like, hog wild on that thing. Like, she, oh, just, she tearing destroys it. it. Tearing it apart. It's like... It was okay, really that thing cool. is like a blue goopy blob. That is not a hamster. <laughs> I'm like, Lindsay, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. What, the what's, what's the name of the anime that has uh -huh. the little hamtaro? Is it hamtaro? Oh, it's hamtaro. Yeah. So I'm literally thinking of like <laughs> a hamtaro <laughs> like demon. Evil. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't know why it's just making me laugh so hard. But yeah. Well, yes, it's true that a lot of the monsters in the show have this sort of weird balance between being cute and creepy. Like even oh, when they're just for sure, yeah, they're just parroting like the like the emotions or the thoughts that sort of brought them into being. Just these random yeah. things, like oh, I'm so frustrated that I couldn't make it to the laundromat or something. Yeah, and oh. yeah, it's 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 very unique. I love it. The kids remember when the zombie Frankenstein face dude he like six the children on Itadori and they're like kill me kill me I want to die and they're like running and they're like little kids with like demon. I was like I'm I think I blocked that out. Oh like, mentally I you should, I'm sorry that I reminded you because <laughs> I literally was watching this and I was like what is wrong with this fucking show like this is <laughs> this is too heavy and they're like just little they were like little they look like little kids but their like faces were a little bit mutated and they were just like kill me kill me please and i was like see that just reminds me remember Ida dory didn't want to i mean it's sorry it, it's way back but it was like he didn't want to kill the the demons you know what i mean because i i guess like you know or i mean i mean i understand the conflict there because they're little children yell, like running yeah. at him and stuff but again something brilliant that jjk does i'm going off on a tangent i'm gonna be quiet <laughs> <laughs> the monsters are really scary though it is definitely yes. one of the pluses on and i i hadn't read the manga before um before now and i'd always wondered like how much of the monster design was you know unique to the anime staff versus the manga but the manga has a lot of the really creepy stuff in there too so i think it, it originates there and they bring it to life but yeah mm -hmm. definitely scary i think one of the 
maybe we can do Attack on Titan after this, but one of the things I did want to talk about is what you guys thought of Yuta and Rika's relationship in general, as far as, like, because one of the overarching themes, and I think it's Gojo that says it at first to Yuta, is that one of the, that love can be one of the biggest curses. And I thought that was a particularly, like, dark way to approach that. Like, usually it's, you know, friendship will save us all and the power of love will, you know, defeat Queen Beryl and, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) But then in this one, it's like, you can love someone too much and then, you know, they're a terrifying monster that will never let you go. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, let's sit with that for a minute. I I like that idea. Realistic, um, let's be honest. Yeah, I'm like, that's like... It's true. So yeah, sorry. Especially for middle schoolers and high schoolers, I I can definitely promise you that there is some unhealthy codependence there. Yeah, yeah. I think my 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 one gripe, and I agree with you, Jackie. I think I really appreciated seeing Ghetto, even though I thought that his motivation is is a little bog standard. But my only other gripe with the movie, and this this kind of ties into my thoughts about how Rika and Yuta's arc is handled, is that um. On the one hand, it was really well paced. Like it, it never sagged. I, I was never bored. But there were a mm-hmm. few times where, even though I know this isn't the case, because it's what like four chapters in the Tonkabon format. Yeah, yeah. It's um, one volume, four chapters. Yeah, so it's only one volume. But there were still a few times in the film where I, it reminded me of watching one of those compilation films where they take like a, a season or an arc and they condense it down into a movie form, where. Uh-huh there are some character beats and some plot developments that just kind of get like thrown in there. And mm-hmm. it, it feels like something that you normally have a few episodes to chew on, but because it's a, it's a single movie, you got like a scene. And I think yeah. especially with you and Rika's relationship, and again, uh, not to spoil anything, but with where it eventually goes, I appreciated that the story was able to kind of tell a, a complete arc for Utah. Like, I think that mm-hmm. by the time the movie's done, he's gone through a journey and and he, uh, his relationship with Rika has come to a, a satisfying place, but I felt like I would have liked it a lot more or I could imagine liking it more if I had like a whole 12 episodes to spend with the characters and to kind of see the to see them get from point A to point B to point C. And some of the emotional beats didn't really hit me super hard because of that maybe i think that was oh, that's time. really my bit yeah mm-hmm. where i was like yeah. oh like i appreciated it like i understood why the story got there and i was like oh yeah this is a good place to go i, I didn't really feel much of anything mm-hmm. and the show is doing agree. a good job of, of doing that so yeah. yeah i agree with you like it almost would have been better um if they made a little like mini series or something you know what i mean like um or just made it a part of the the next season but it's like i guess they just were like, okay, we don't want to, I'm sure they have their own agenda. Right. But I do feel the same way. Like I wasn't able to connect with Yuda and Rika deeply. Like I thought they were cute and I I liked them, but I wasn't like super like emotional about them. You know what I mean? If anything, I felt like they really got me tied to Maki really well. You know what I mean? And even Toge, like I'll be honest during the show, I kind of like forgot about him. Like he was just so forgettable, especially with, with Maki and Panda, you know, Panda, sorry, Panda, but I'm um, giving it an accent there. I was just like, they're cool, but it wasn't like Rengoku and Demon Slayer. Like I was all tears when that mofo went down. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen that movie, that's, I, I don't know what to tell you. For me, it was like, I didn't, I, I just didn't have that like much of an emotion. Like I was like, oh, but like, it just wasn't like, 
heavy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Something that, that was in the manga that isn't in the story and isn't in the anime version at all. It's just like a little note page that's inside the volume. So it must have been just like thoughts that the creator was having while he's putting it together. But it actually made Rika's origin story, her story before she died, like creepy and darker. So she was like an orphan, essentially. Like her mom died when she was young under mysterious circumstances. Like that's one point that they bring up. And then later she went hiking with her dad like several years later. And they got lost in the woods and only she was found and her dad was never found. And so she was raised by her grandmother and the ring that she gave, she gives Yuta, which you've seen in the promotional videos and stuff. So this is not a spoiler, but it's actually her mother's wedding ring that she like stole off her, her grandma's like dresser or something. But it also hints that her grandmother has always thought that she killed both of her parents. Well, yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's all valid. And it's all like, <laughs> damn, that's really heavy, you know? And that's something like that also, I feel like, could have been worked in as like a backstory. For, like if we had known more about Rika and like maybe that she wasn't responsible for either of them, but now she's living in a home where she's blamed for the deaths of her parents. And that's because it's said like she met Yuta in the hospital. Again, I don't think this happens or is shown in the anime, but she meets him in the hospital after she's found, I think in the, from being out in the woods and he was recovering from pneumonia. So he was just like, you know, had like a regular illness or whatever. That's actually how they met was in the hospital. But yeah, I felt like some of that could have been worked in to kind of create a, a fuller version of Rika at yeah. least. See, like know? that's an amazing backstory that was like so lightly touched on. I didn't even really remember it. Like when you said it, I was like, oh yeah. But then it was like, just not given its proper time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is understandable because the movie, you know, it's a movie. It's not an anime series. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, they only have so much, so much yeah. time. And again, these were like, these were notes on a page. This wasn't even like drawn into the manga itself at all either. It was just in between chapters. Here's a page that's got a picture of Rika and then it's got like six bullet points on it with some factoids and those were in there. Interesting. So, yeah. I love when manga does that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, we're just going to add in this little like chart or this thing and then just not reference it. But it gives you a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, I give it, a, I, I, I like the movie a lot. I thought it was fun. Um, yeah. I don't think it was the best. Like, I think like, it's not like, I'm like, oh, that's the best anime movie I've ever seen. But I was like, should people go see it? Is it the characters that you love doing really cool things? Yep. Very fun. I mostly agree with that. James, do you think like, JJK watchers should see this. People who haven't watched JJK should see this. Or, yeah, totally. I think um, I agree with I agree with you guys that I don't think it's it's not going to change anyone's life. It's basically more Jujutsu Kaisen, but with a, a slightly different framework for the story. But that said, I mean, I love Jujutsu Kaisen, and I think yeah. anyone that that does like Jujutsu Kaisen is going to get a kick out of it. And um, like we were saying earlier, I think because it's a prequel. But it wasn't written to be a prequel. It was written to be its own story. And it just kind yeah. of so happened to grow into this bigger thing. And I think that actually helps it out because it doesn't feel like where a lot of prequels, I think, sort of fall into that trap of just, we're going to explain how this character got this thing, or we're going to show yeah. you, when, you know, it, it's a, it becomes fan service. And this actually felt like a full, complete story that even if you've never seen an episode of JJK, you can enjoy it. And so I think it's like, it's just a, an entry point for fans. I think it's really, really solid. All right. We're going to take a quick break and have a word from our sponsor. And then we're going to talk a little bit about all the crazy crap that happened in Attack on Titan this week. So we'll be right back. 
Now for a quick word from our sponsors. Quest, thirsty skin and leave it feeling satin smooth with Whey Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most. Hydration that lasts, preventing dryness. And it's high quality, nourishing ingredients like squalene, coconut oil, kupuasu butter, and coconut oil. And turn your shower into an escape with the gentle skin softening Whey Melrose Place Body Cleanser. It balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather. There's skin softening oils in a hydrating blend and also high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rose hip oil. All right, to experience the new way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser, your body, your way, go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the code B-L-E-A-V, Believe to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at theway.com, code Believe. So go over there now. All right, welcome back. We're here to talk about Attack on Titan this week. The, I wish they had an official title for their like new formed group, Levi and the Gang. Or, oh yeah, or bad, Levi and the Gang. Stop. I don't know like, what would be a good yeah. name. That's a sad squad. Name. That's kind of where they're at. Sad now. squad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I believe sad squad. Yeah, they're um they got to get on that flying boat, guys. They got to get there so that they can stop the rumbling. I don't know why they'd want to stop the rumbling. It's a hit song. It's probably one of the more popular <laughs> anime OPs that's come out recently. Oh that's God. true. That's true. We have an interview so, with the okay. band. I'm going to be honest. Okay. I Are you ever not? I know, right? Like, I, I, I hate that I say that. I always preface everything by, like, I'm going to be <laughs> honest. And then everyone's like, when are you not? So, <laughs> when okay. are you lying? Yeah, it's I know, fun. right? So yeah. then I didn't really understand what their plan was. And then when it started to play out, I was like, oh, this just got really cool. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, cause I didn't know, I, I don't know if they explained it in detail and I just wasn't really paying attention. But then like when Armin was like, oh, Flock, this is all happening. They're like swimming and they're over there. And then I was like, man, this is happening really fast. And it's a lot of moving parts. And if I'm Flock, like I'm like, oh shit, that, that is kind of a big deal. And I want the glory of bringing them down. Um, and then like when they're talking to Samuel and I forgot the name of the other guy, but Des. they're having that Des and they're having that interaction with them. Like I was like sweating. Cause I was like, you're like them right here. right? There. Yeah, exactly. Cause I'm like, <laughs> are they going to pull like, and I, Armin was like, maybe we can pull this off with like no casualties, which right. we can just I was, out, and we right? knew that wasn't going to go down, but for some reason in my heart, I really just wanted it to somehow work you know what mm -hmm. i mean well i was i was kind of like oh shit like i'm really liking this plan you know what i mean like and i was really invested in it um of course you know it didn't work no. <laughs> but yeah oh, i thought they i thought they were gonna pull it off man i really did and then <gasps> oh that's and what he gets his teeth, you know, his I, teeth were blown out. Oh, it was so bad. I mean, it was so bad. I hate to say bad. this, but I used to work in TV news and I worked in New Orleans and there was a lot of brutal crime there. And there was like a shooting on Bourbon Street and someone got shot in through the cheek just like this. Yeah. And they they were talking, you know, obviously it's a court case, so they're talking about how horrific it is. And they were talking about all the dental surgery that this poor woman had to go through. I mean, I, I don't like teeth stuff, I don't like nail stuff, you know what I mean? Like yeah, and I yeah, was yeah. just like, I was so triggered by this, 
this image and then him coming up and it's just like the shattered and we know he's gonna live because he's he you know he's yeah, a colossal titan yeah. but it was just i was like when he's like face to face uh with des i think like i was like oh i don't i know he was like climbed on top of him and then it's yeah. just like got like, his that is a, bloody mouth the whole time yeah i don't yeah. think I mean, maybe some people realize, but like that is a brutal injury. I mean, it wouldn't have been fatal for him anyways, because he's like a Titan, but it was just like, that is like a really brutal injury. Like, I don't think, I don't, the Titans can feel the pain though, right? Even yeah, if they, I think so. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I was like, for him to just be like crawling around and his teeth are literally falling out of his face. Like, I was just like, I feel it was so brutal. bad for Connie, but I felt yeah. really bad for him. No. Just, just on top of everything that he's been through already. I mean, he already, you know, maybe was going to sacrifice a young boy to his mom and let her eat him. And then making the little boy brush the mom's teeth. <laughs> and then, you know, and then he basically comes to terms with the fact that like, he's not going to do that. And then go into here and they're going to pull off this, this heist. They're going to steal this boat and maybe also free some Ozma Bito mechanics at the same time. And then, Armin gets fucking shot in the face, so Connie's got to pop a guy. He's got to pop two guys. Two just guys. bang, bang. Like, His friends. Like, I know. And he's just, like, crying because he's got to kill mm. them because otherwise the world's going to end. I'm oh, not going to lie. That was a very, really, that was a really tough scene to watch. It was, like... We didn't. I don't know if you guys knew Samuel and Des. I didn't remember them, but it was no, like I didn't we really didn't. Either. We didn't have to. Like it was yeah. just like you knew that they they probably grew up in like around each other, right? Probably saw each other. Definitely saw each other when they were going through training, you know. Yeah. And then it was like their friends were like, "Man, they're saying these really awful things about you guys," but like I don't want to believe them, you know. And then they right. believe them. And then all that hell breaks loose. And I was just like, oh no, you know? And I'll be honest, I didn't know what was, I didn't think Connie was going to do what he did. I I, yeah. I think I was like, you see Armin's wheels start turning, you know, because he thinks of Berthold, which by the way, I love any Berthold flashback. I love Berthold so much. So when it flashes back to Berthold and he's like, someone has to have these this blood on their hands. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, I was going to compare it to Gungrave, but I'm not, I won't do that <laughs> to Lindsay, but there is some epicness <laughs> about, you know, some, sometimes some them. people <laughs> need to, sometimes people need to get their blood, blood on their hands because they care about others. And that yeah. was a hundred percent what Connie did in that moment. But it was interesting just because I don't, I don't think Connie by any means is weak. Like he's always been a strong character, a little mouthy, a little Bakugo-ish, right? But we've never mm -hmm. seen him do anything like, I mean, we've seen him go through a lot of shit, yeah. but it, I, we just haven't seen like that big sacrifice or that like really awful moment with him. I mean, obviously like the whole thing with his mom, like they've all been through shit, right? But we right. haven't seen anything like at this level for Connie. And so for him to be like, yeah, um, you know what? I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill... I'm going to kill our, our friend here because I can't let Armin die. And there's this, just this bigger cause. And then you're like, you want to be kind of mad at Connie, but then you're just like, what else is he going to do in this situation? Yeah. Like he's trying to save his friends. He's trying to thwart this mass genocide. And it's just like, it just makes you so sad and cringe. Like the one great thing, I mean, if you can even say it's a great thing, but attack on Titan makes you just realize like how awful war is right because it's just yeah. like these were two of their friends and two of their friends like just chilling watching the boat like probably just got assigned to it like you know what i mean whatever and then like they just got caught up in a really bad situation he had to literally fight them and kill them 
like like brutally fight with them not just yeah. you know like it wasn't like rock paper scissors like this was like a very physical very emotional battle and i i actually really liked the animation in this episode because they were showing them they were showing them sweaty and and panicked yeah you know what i mean like you could see that they were in a state of fight or flight and they weren't like and and even though they're trying to remain calm to make this whole plane go off like on I think it was kind of like this is what they're feeling on the inside like I felt like it probably wasn't coming out as much on the outside as it was visually but it just like was really hitting me because you're you could feel how stressed they were yeah and how torn they were you know and I thought the animation did like a really good job of that but I think I was I was shocked Connie was the one to shoot the trigger. them yeah I thought it was I thought it was going to be Armin because he made the big speech about get you know that he wasn't going to stand by and it's Flock's fault right everything is Flock's fault <laughs> That's what they if, really if we've learned anything. Despicable, yeah. He ruins everything. Oh. He was gonna he was gonna kill the leader of the Azumabito, and the only reason like she didn't end up killed was because and Mikasa was able to save her, was because of Armin and, and Connie kind of sounding an alarm when he realized that they were full of crap. But God, someone just needs to, you know, throw him in a river. Yeah, can we shoot him? I'm sorry, that's like really <laughs> brutal to say, but I'm just like, he can't survive that, right? Right. He would have been steamed, right? No I, think he, no, I think he's alive. He's he's like a cockroach. He'll you can survive. Yeah, he's a cockroach. I was yeah. like, because so they kind of went him. by him, and I was like, shit, is he gonna get steamed to death? Like I was kind of like hoping they would oh, show yeah. it, but they didn't. So I was like, oh, by the way, seeing Annie back in action, Jesus. I'm was sorry. That, that Did cool? that not feel so fucking good? I she like, she like love her. She like high kicked three people out of the air and like smashed Missed them with her feet. Like, Mister. Yeah. It's so funny because so much of the violence in this episode is like Jackie was saying, just brutal and and bad and and uncomfortable. But I I would be lying to your face if I said that I I wasn't kind of excited to watch Rhino. Yeah, you were getting like, She like kicked, kicked them, mashed them, and you're like, yeah, like, she's back, she's back, and I love Reiner too. So just seeing both of them, and also when they crossed yeah. by clock, and I was like, let's go. But <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie. I heard that the ending of this is like very polarizing and divisive you know like we've talked about this numerous times but like seeing the old crew back together minus sasha rip 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 serious rip we miss her but it's yeah. like it's very it's very like cool to see them back in action together it's like it's just hitting the nostalgia feels like really hard you know was, was armin transforming at the end there too or no using, uh, no? i think he's just okay. healing He's just, just healing. Okay. I'll be. I honestly. I'll be. I, I'll be honest. I was a little surprised he didn't. Yeah. He, didn't he killed them all. They, they would all die if he transformed. They would. Well, all and I thought he, maybe he was worried about destroying the boat. Yeah. So that was why. But I was kind of like because you know if he. I mean, like you said, he's so massive though. I. You're right. It probably would have just like. Is okay. So. Lindsay strategizing as though she has any control over the show. So Armin, if he transformed, would he be about the same size as the? As the rumbling titans? Yeah. What if he transformed and then carried all of them? 
and then just walked there in the same direction as all the other titans are going. And well, they they all, they're all underwater. Like, they, they're walking on the bottom of the ocean. Oh, so, re- okay. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Okay, yeah, that would make sense that they're not taller than the depths of the ocean. Maybe they're doggy paddling, though. Maybe, I, I, I don't know. When they, when they said they were crossing, I thought they were, like, swimming, too, or something, Lindsay, so... Yeah, they were just walking. But it's, it is weird that one of the things about this episode that I wasn't a huge fan of, if only because I never like it when you're just supposed to sort of take a character's word for something really important. But when yeah. they just kind of casually mention, oh, and the rumblings definitely already hit Marley by now. So the world's already being destroyed. And I was like, right. already? Oh, crap. I thought we would have like seen that. Like, okay. Yeah, they haven't done any cutaway to like the Titans landing like hitting land or anything like that right no no so, it's like I, mean, I think it's it's hanji i think that says yeah i saw the steam and so i did some mental math and they're definitely destroying marley already and i'm like oh yeah okay like, yeah so. they said that they said they're getting they they started like hammering on the outskirts of the city or whatever so yeah like hanji said they figured out the speed that they were going and it was calculating from that or something i was like okay yeah i guess sure <laughs> i guess yeah, exactly. I was like, I ain't gonna check the math here. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um. So the big question for me is like, what's gonna happen now? Like, so yeah. they're just gonna try to kill all of the Jaegerists and then try to get the flying. I mean, I guess we technically have the as I'm not gonna say this right. Azamabito is that how you say mm-hmm. it? Azamabito. Yeah. Azamabito. Yeah. They're hold up right they're kind of trapped for lack of a better word yeah um, but also protected right and so i mean yeah are, are they just going to kill the jaegerists and then get them out and get them on the boat and then like head on over there i mean i as that's essentially the plan now at this point now that things went haywire right yeah that's what i'm assuming is that they're somehow going to get osmobita that are in the basement with mikasa right mm-hmm. mikasa's yeah. down there with them so and they have to regroup with the her leader the card titan leader the marlian le- i forgot his name oh oh, oh who oh. broke yelena's arm okay yeah oh yeah he did <laughs> yeah he did he i was like he's like i'm about to give you another elbow i was like damn and then he did yeah and then he did the whole the only thing that bothered me about that scene though was like He's holding her mouth and he's like, tell me, tell me. I'm like, she can't talk, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, she can't talk. I'll squished. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I mean, I, oh, I'm not that pro was torture by any means, but at the same time, I didn't hate seeing it, letting get her arm broken. I was like, she's yeah. so unlikable. She's like right up there with Flock. It's so kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't that scene MO, with him though. was great though. That the scene with Magath at the beginning when he he had his come to Jesus moment and was like, sorry about the racism, guys. <laughs> Sorry, that, was I just my bad. that was just a very quick summary of that but yes, I mean, yeah yeah i mean essentially like, yeah you know yeah. you know what yelena had a really good line though when she yeah. looks at levi and she's like you just can't take the violence out of the humans or something or you just can't take the violence out of them or something that that got me okay. i know and he's just like i'm not even gonna address that but it's but it's like it's true you know what i mean it's like i mean they did try to do it peacefully but it's just kind of like and I think deep down we knew it wasn't going to go down that way. You know what I mean? But it's just like, I feel it's so just, it's so sad that so much of Attack on Titan and someone like jokingly said like Armin got shot in the mouth when all he wants to do is talk things out. And so literally <laughs> like he wasn't able, and I I almost think they did that on purpose. Like yeah. he wasn't able yeah. to calm them down. 
which he's very, he is very good at doing. I mean, hello, he convinced everybody that Aaron was a good boy. He was like, you guys, he still loves us. He's still our best friend. I was like, what's happening here? But um, anyway, yeah, I'm like, I'm going off on a tangent here, but it is just like interesting how it just seems like it always ends up turning to violence, even when they want it to not be. But that, that again is just like kind of war, you know, kind yeah. of war. I mean, it well, is. Yeah, that was my you know? That was Margaret's whole point in the speech she had was how, you know, they realized that, oh, yeah, asking Armin and Connie and them to murder their friends is probably that sucks. And so I guess we can do that. And for once, he's not like, you know, he's not talking them down. He's not belittling them. He's saying, look, I want more than anyone for this violence to stop. And I, I, I think the only way for it to stop is if we're honest with ourselves. And I did appreciate because we talked a while ago about kind of the weird kind of work war crime apologism overtones that some of the previous episodes had. And Margaret explicitly says, we can't deny those things. We have to teach people what happened. We have to teach people what we did. Mm -hmm. That's the only way to prevent it from happening in the future. That being said, your crazy friend is genociding the planet. And in order to stop that, we might have to murder some people. And like, like you said, Jackie, like that just sucks. Like there's no good way out of this anymore. There's no, there's no clean way to, to save the world. And Connie came to that realization too. Like they were like, Hey, like we're friends. We're trying to talk this out with y'all. And then he was like, blow up the boat, you know? And then they're like all fighting. And Connie's just like, this is just not going to end well. You know what I mean? Like there's no way to not, I mean, and maybe some, some way they could have wrestled them, you know what I mean? I, it just, but it's just like Connie just saw the writing on the wall, you know what I mean? But yeah. then it's like, who actually has the audacity to pull the bullet on that? Like, you know, what I mean? and yeah. it like you, it was very great writing, I think, in my opinion, that you see the wheels turning in Armin's head, yeah. but then it shows it happen. just it the trigger just got pulled a little bit faster mm-hmm. in Connie's, so we don't see yeah. what's going on in Connie's head, right? So we're like all the buildups with Armin, right? And we're seeing Bert Holt being like, someone needs to have blood in their hands. And you're like, oh my God, what the fuck's about to go down? And then it's Connie who does it. Mm-hmm. It was really well, good if, writing, Han- if Hanji's right, every second they waste is like, the world is being destroyed. Yeah, you know, that, like too, the yeah. Titans are, they're marching on the world. And so it's one of those things too, where like Connie, I think realizes like, we can't afford to waste another 20 seconds. Like every second we waste is like another village that gets destroyed. Like we yeah. have to move. No. So, what do you guys think next episode is probably mostly, I think it's mostly going to be dealing with Flock and, like, getting the boat off the ground and then probably maybe making it, I don't think they'll make it to Marley until, like, the episode after next, maybe? Yeah, I don't know, I guess. I, I mean, mean, how many episodes do we have left? Because we're, is it two now? Like, I feel like we're getting really close. I'm constantly thinking about this and always losing account. I know, Lindsay, it's so funny. I will think about it and I'll be like, I got to Google that. And then I'll like get distracted by yeah. something, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's getting really close. So like, yeah, Alex. Well, it's because we're in the 80s for the episode count. So it's hard to like break it down into the usual. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It looks yeah. like we have two. Yeah. So it's like. There's again, no way this is wrapping up in two episodes. There's no way. It's going to have a movie. Happening. Is gonna have a movie. I mean, look at what happened with Demon Slayer. They broke all these records. Look what happened with Broly. What's gonna happen with Jujutsu Kaisen? There's a new Dragon Ball movie out. Everybody knows where do you make that money in the Western world? You know, it's with a great anime movie, and and I'll be in cosplay sitting there. (laughs) I'll be like, let's go. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, there's definitely gonna be a movie. This ain't wrapping up anytime soon. No. And it's going to end on a stupid cliffhanger and then make us wait a year, if not yeah. more. Mm, yeah. It'll be unbearable. <laughs> yeah. 
You know what's funny though, and I think we've all talked about this to uh, an extent, and I talk about it with like other anime fans all the time, but it's like the beauty of anime is that like it does keep you hanging on, you know? Like it's like we hate it, but then we love it, and then we have great <laughs> conversations about it because like Netflix drops anime all in one package and they obviously they try to change it up with what do you call it with Jolene Cujo right yeah but even then it was like dropping them in those big packs it's still like it like that was a great anime like that was really fun to watch but it's just like the buildup is so much bigger when we're looking forward to it once a week and yeah. they killed Doro Hidoro. I don't even want to talk about that because that is an anime that it was just so overlooked because they just dropped it didn't really promote it that well and it is literally like amazing like such a good anime jackie um, has two modes and it's either yelling about dorahidoro or gushing about gungrave gungrave that is really that's say, about yeah. it yeah james already knew the he was like or gungrave but um <laughs> yeah i mean like it's like i am i am i will be obviously annoyed if it ends in a cliffhanger but if they have an amazing movie and i'm just crying the whole time in the movie theater like that'll be and there's epic battles which we already see in the show like that'll be pretty cool like, that'll yeah. be a great ending, you know? Or at mm -hmm. least I hope so, but... Yeah. And if it gives the studio time to make the anime under halfway reasonable conditions, too. Like, yeah. if that extra year is the difference between, like, a bunch of people going home with, like, permanent, like, physical maladies, then I would... Yeah. I, I'll wait a year, or, that's fine. Or episodes filled with tree branches. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, Lindsay, uh, what's this upcoming season has, like, the most freaking premieres ever, so it's not like we have a... A dearth of anime to watch. Oh my god. Okay, so um yeah, that makes a good segue for us. So we're gonna be coming up not next week, but in a two weeks, we will be hosting the trailer watch party. It'll be March 25th, which is a Friday at 6 p.m. And Jeff Thew, known Mother's Basement, is joining us this time to watch all the trailers for the spring anime season. And I did the counting, and there is about 45 new shows premiering in April. Oh, 45. It is insane. I am not happy about it from a work we're gonna standpoint. We're going to die. Yeah, we're, we're just going to yeah. die. <laughs> I mean, we die and resurrect every three months around here, but it's true. <laughs> yes, there's, there's about 45 shows. We're going to watch all the trailers for it. We've already got a placeholder where you can wait. You can just keep it open in a tab for two weeks if you want to. Make sure you don't forget. But it's going to be a lot of fun. I've looked over the shows and there's a lot of variety. Sports. There's quite a few sports. There's quite a few isekai. Um, there's some that I'm really looking for. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> so over that genre. I'm just like, yo. Anyway, sorry. You don't want to go to another world, Jackie? No, I'm just so like that. I'm not going to lie. Loki annoys me. Like, and uh, is another reason why I really, really like JJK because it's like, yes, it's, um, you know, it's very shonen, right? Like they're in high school, whatever. But I just feel like they've put such a unique twist on it. I'm just like, I don't know. Like all the isekais are just very similar to me. And someone might be able to find a recommendation and totally change my mind. But it's just like, I feel like I'm always watching the same thing. Yeah, you know, well, like one thing you should be watching. It's not isekai. It is based on a light novel series that you would like. Is Sabakui Bisco? The mushroom. We anime. have, we yeah. have. Um, what do you call it? I've seen us. We've had like articles and stuff on it. Yeah. It's a mushroom. yeah. Okay. Okay. On. Yes, there's mushrooms in hold it. Hold on. <laughs> we talk about how I I gush about Gungraver and complain about Dora Hidoro. Lindsay, anything that has to do with a mushroom is like. Lindsay's talking about. Have so. you seen my new rug, Jackie? I should send you a picture of it. 
You I got a rug. Show it on the show next time. I'm sure. Okay, it's well, a it's giant in my head. mushroom. Yes. The, ta- the Townsend's YouTube channel did a whole thing on like the specific kind of mushroom. It was like a 15 minute video. And all I could think about was I need to send this to Lindsay because <laughs> it's going to be like her favorite thing. <laughs> all people send me on social media. They'll see like a mushroom thing. They'll mushrooms. be like, Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. Why are mushrooms very cute, but also very scary? Because in Dorohedoro, mm-hmm. I found those mushrooms because obviously the villain's like ability is m- turning people into mushrooms. And yeah. it was literally... The most frightening thing ever. Yeah. That's because I'm just quoting a Tumblr post, but that's because um decay is just an extant form of life, Jackie. Yeah, it is. It's the decay. You can't kill mushrooms in a way that matters. They'll just come back. I'm I'm sorry. Mushrooms are weird. Don't judge me. For those of you that are audio only, there is a twinkle in Lindsay's eyes that I would describe as um... scary. If you go to Oregon, (laughs) the largest living organism by weight is a mushroom colony in Oregon that spans like over 10 acres, I think. Just all under there, one giant mushroom organism. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that ever. The next files episode about it, too. I don't want to see that ever. Also, (laughs) Lindsay, someone just said the last of us zombies. Right. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is, oh my god! Did you guys play The Last of Us too? I did. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Lindsay, you would. I probably would watch a lot. I am shook right now. <laughs> I'm really bad at first person shooters, but but play it on easy and okay. like I'm telling you right now, the story you're gonna love the story. But okay. they have like these. There's they added like a new monster, and it's like this big fat. Like they're already kind of fungusy looking, but there was this, this big giant fungus dude. It's really, yeah. and he just explodes. Like it's just nice, like, but you would love it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, all right. So yes, make sure to tune in for uh, the spring trailer watch party, March twenty fifth, six p.m. We'll also be back next Monday at six p.m. Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern to continue talking about Attack on Titan. I think James will be out because he's going on a vacation. What the hell? Um, so I know. I'm I'm really 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 how dare you leave Suffering us? Suffering in Disney World. It's going to be the worst. Oh he's going on all these rides. Yeah, make we're here. Jackie, James, and me, we're here every week talking about latest anime stuff, anime news, all that sort of stuff. So uh, be here or otherwise you're lame. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm just going to end on that. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 